Every fan knows the right player in the right position can be a game changer. Put LifeLock between your identity and identity thieves to monitor and alert you to threats you could miss. Plus, with a U.S.-based restoration specialist on your team, you won't have to face drained accounts, fraudulent loans, or other losses from identity theft alone. All backed by the LifeLock Million Dollar Protection Package. Change the game on identity theft. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com slash aware. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper, a woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver? I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. We go through. The Bears versus the Dolphins next on the Unbearable Sports Podcast. Welcome back to the Unbearable Sports Podcast. I'm your host, Brad Barron, breaking down the Chicago Bears versus the Miami Dolphins. We ended up losing, but ladies and gents, it's another good vibes game. Not just because we're being optimistic, but because we saw Justin Fields break, break a record for most rushing yards as a quarterback, right? Bam Bam Sam's already out here in the comments saying it's absolutely crazy. You see what Justin Fields was able to do, and we're going to be breaking it all down today justin fields mr mayhem in the comments too he's awesome right this is the superstar that we've been looking for this is we've seen these big plays he's able to put it together also this guy justin fields can break out of any sack i'm I'm convinced right <laughs> like I, I'm, I'm getting so used to it anytime someone's gonna hit him it's like yeah he's gonna break out right and then he breaks out the first one it's incredible what he's been capable of but unfortunately, we we it came out as a loss, right? But 35-32 should have been a game that we end up ended up winning. We'll break it down all here next. But make sure to like, make sure to subscribe, make sure to comment down below. What do you guys think of this game? What's your favorite play? What gets you optimistic? Or if you want to be pessimistic and say what you don't like, feel free to say it out there as well. But let's get this show on the road my top 10 takeaways from this game now one of the big things too i always like to kind of bring up some injuries as well one thing i do want to bring up was that kindle vildor did go down didn't really see him for the rest of the game something for us to at least monitor a little bit more same thing with blackwell didn't see him too much out there wasn't watching too much too many special team snaps but he is a good special teamer for us just another person to be on the lookout for. Lots of things to break down, though. But let's start with my number one takeaway. Bears should have won the game, right? Who here agrees with me? This should have been a game that we won. And here we are going against Tua, going against this team that is undefeated when Tua starts and finishes the game. But here we are. We should have won this game. Plain and simple, right? 
even though that the defense did not play well and the defense let up 300 passing yards and 77 rushing yards, we still should have won this game because of our leader number one, right? We all know what happened. <laughs> we all know the deep ball to Claypool and Claypool was totally pass interfered with, but they didn't throw the flag. And we all know too, before that, one Miami was trying to go down. Eddie Jackson, in my opinion, was going directly after the ball. In his post-game press conference, said the same thing. He's like, listen, I was going for the ball. I didn't even look at the receiver, which is true, right? You can't throw that flag on, on Eddie Jackson when he's making that play. Needless to say, too, there's also the holding and there's also the intentional grounding a couple times, but it didn't go our way. What you can say is, hey, at least right now we're slotted to pick top 10, but I will say this. This Bears team looks good. Who else out there was someone that, like, I, I was, I, I'm feeling that this team's good. I was excited. <laughs> like, my brother and I, we were actually kind of excited that the Miami Dolphins were able to return that block for a touchdown because we're like, more offense, right? More offense. They owe us a, an apology for how they ref this game, especially at the end. But yeah, like the offense was absolutely flawless. We should have won that game. It, it just didn't fall our way, right? This is what they say. Like bad teams find ways to lose games. I think that what this is showing is that this team, it's not our year. And we've said this before a million times on this show. It's about next season. It's about next season. I feel games like these become dubs for us. Not just we hardly sneak it out, but we whoop them, right? This, I think we're all moving in the right way, right direction. The refs put a little stain on it, but I think overall, lots and lots of great things. My number two takeaway, Justin Fields continues his growth. Now, Justin Fields' stats today, 15 carries, 178 rushing yards, new record, 11.9 average one touchdown, the long was 61, and 17 completions out of 28 attempts, 123 yards, not great there, three touchdowns, sacked only twice. QB rating of 106. What this means, though, when we're talking about Justin Fields and his continuous growth, this is another game where you saw some people get in the face of him. This is a team that likes to blitz. We talked about this in the pre-show. They like to blitz. What was Justin Fields known for being terrible at? Blitz. People coming up, trying to hit him in the face. It's not saying that everything was perfect. I think PFF on first look said it's about 11 pressures that he had, or he was pressured about 11 times. But what you saw was you saw Justin Fields be decisive. You saw him make the pass. You saw him make throws that he needs to. Go to your hot route. Go to your quick receiver. He was doing more and more of that. It's not just the legs. We know he can run. We know he can do this stuff. But the passing is looking better. He's getting quicker. He's making better decisions. And you see his arm angles on some of the little screens. You see him moving his arm. You see him getting around that. He's learning and he's progressing. It's all fine and dandy if he kept on saying, yeah, I'm getting better. Yeah, I don't make mistakes twice. He is, in fact, learning. He is, in fact, trying not to make the same mistakes twice. He's getting better. Guys, 
this is our franchise freaking quarterback, right? <laughs> we see the next level play. We see what he's capable of, and he's doing better and better and better. Absolutely love it. Another thing, too, that I want to bring up, I could probably bring up this a million times. He's also distributing the ball a lot more. We saw the ball go out to um, a lot more wide receivers, Darnell Mooney, Cole Komet, five receptions, 41 yards, two touchdowns, Chase Claypool getting involved, Pettis, Montgomery, Harry, St. Brown, um, all being targeted. He's trying to space the ball out more, and it's really nice to see. You don't know where that ball's going. Great, great play from Justin Fields. Just continuously is stacking good games. And next week, we know who we're playing? The Detroit Lions. Let's have a good rebound game. Let's try and, or not rebound game, just another stack of a game to just keep on playing. But let's go to my third takeaway. My third takeaway is Justin Fields is unspiable. Now, this is also a little bit of a hot take, <laughs> but what Justin Fields was showing today was even though that they were trying to spy him. So for those that don't know, spy is when you have a linebacker, corner, a safety, someone that sits back and just tracks where Fields is going, tracks the quarterback to make sure they can't escape. Fields kept escaping, kept making big plays, was able to outrun him. That's his next level speed, his next level big play ability. We were able to see that, and it was just incredible, right? This is what I was talking about before. He can break out of sacks with ease. He can also make that those next level plays. We saw multiple, multiple third downs where Justin Fields just broke out of it and made the play himself. We saw him miss get right out from a Bradley Chubb goes out of Bradley Chubb goes out to the outside corner tries to make the tackle breaks two freaking tackles to get the first down this is what we like to see out of Justin Fields great game like what Bam Bam Sam's saying out here amazing game for him unspiable right unspiable nobody has been able to see to actually spy him but my number four takeaway that I want to throw out here, Riley Reef looks like he took Larry Borm's job. Let me know what you guys think down in the comments. Do you think that Riley Reef is going to be the starting right tackle for us moving forward? Because right now, Riley Reef looks good. Riley Reef has played very solid. And to me, Riley Reef, that's why I want Riley Reef to be out there. I want Riley Reef to be the guy. Even though that Larry Borum, there's more of a future. You could kind of make that point. But yet again, this is not a Ryan Poles guy. You saw what Larry Borum was capable of. He's not a great run blocker, even though he's huge. He's more of a pass blocker. But my biggest fear with Larry Borum was that he always gives up a lot of ground. Even though he stays in front of his guy, he always goes right back and Fields doesn't like that. I like having Riley Reef out there. It looks like he took his job. To me, you ride the hot hand at that position. Reef has been looking good. From my first impression, I'd keep him out there. Keep him there, right? Why not? Why not keep him at that right tackle position? Because I think that the right tackle is primed to be up upgraded next offseason, like an Elton Jenkins, or even if uh, Orlando Brown Jr. wanted to go back to right tackle because he's not a good left tackle. So we'll see what the Bears end up doing, but I honestly really like Riley Reef being out there, even though Borum is younger and has a little bit more potential. But my fifth takeaway, 
Bayless. Bayless Jones was a healthy scratch, ladies and gents. Bayless Jones was not out there. And he's healthy, but what are you going to do? Right? He in, he's not injured. He just doesn't have a role. He's not learning this offense. And I think when you look at him, and I hate bringing up his age because I don't like it when people really do. Like, you draft this really old guy. He is older. He should understand more of this stuff. But to be fair, this is his first year in an NFL offense, no matter what. But you have Darnell Mooney, who's 24. You have Chase Claypool, who's 24. You have Equinemi St. Brown, who I think is also 24. You have a lot of young players. But yeah, Bam Bam Sam calls us out. Bayless is just, he's too inconsistent. Exactly. He's not out there. He's, you saw him drop a pass that should have been a touchdown or should have been a huge play last week, right? Bayless needs to play better, needs to be more consistent. And he's got the speed, but you just need to see him understand the playbook, be that consistent wide receiver. Richard Long, very interesting take. Bayless better than EQ. Now, my next point is all about EQ, so I'll just wrap this up real quick. My, my fifth point, Bayless, we know that Bayless's big piece is his special teams. And if he's not able to give you that, not able to be consistent with that, then why are you out here, right? He's not going to be your gunner on special teams. He's not going to play special teams unless it's the returner. So he needs to show that he can at least do that. And also, how much value is a kick returner when you already have a couple kick returners in Khalil Herbert, who did a good job today, and Cement Shoes Ebner, who he still does pretty decent, right? He still has been solid. So let's go over to my sixth takeaway. Now, yet again, this is another six offensive takeaways for defensive because defense don't really want to talk about them. But there's been a lot of pieces in the in the comments that we got to talk about this. So number six. I'm kind of done with EQ and Dante Pettis, right? EQ has been better than what we thought, right? EQ, the fifth wide receiver from the Green Bay Packers, comes in, has been a solid performer, but you know you can upgrade. Now, EQ, we have we have Chase Claypool, the updated version of EQ St. Brown. And we have Tiff Tiff up here saying, time to cut EQ St. Brown. Now, this is a very interesting predicament that we're in. St. Brown's not terrible, right? He's not good, right? He's very okay. You don't want him as your starter. But we have Byron Pringle that might be, that might be coming back, I think, this week, maybe even next week. It should be soon when Byron Pringle can come back. Because of that, you have Byron Pringle. You have Darnell Mooney. You have Chase Claypool, you have Dante Pettis, you have Nikhil Harry, you have Equinemia St. Brown, you have Valus Jones. That's seven wide receivers right there. So you're going to have to cut one of these players. And to me, it's either EQ or Dante Pettis, right? But when you look at the snap counts, EQ, 52 snaps, <laughs> 52, Dante Pettis, 27, Chase Claypool, 26, Nikhil Harry, 21. Those are your wide receivers. That's who's playing out there, right? Who is going to be on the practice squad? If you have a thought, let me know. Because that's where it gets interesting to me is how do you make room for Byron Pringle? Because, yeah, Kip Mack out here saying, uh, hey, Valus deserves a spot. 
he should be out there. He should be playing. But I think it's it, it's what's his role. And I think, too, especially today, and I think nobody's been bringing this up. Today, Chase Claypool had the Bayless Jones package, right? Screens, end arounds. <laughs> like, Bayless is probably looking on the sidelines going, the heck, those are my plays, right? What are you doing? <laughs> so I felt like, that might have been why, a big reason why maybe Vellis wasn't out there too. Maybe he ends up being uh, inactive a little bit more. But you look at this at the last play of the game. Justin Fields gets out of the pocket. Perfect throw right to EQ. Drop pass. Right? How many times does Justin Fields have to make a play, throw it to a wide receiver, and it gets fumbled? And it gets dropped? when we're trying to make game-changing plays, right? That's the thing. That's the thing that I want to see out here is that we need Chase Claypool to essentially take EQ St. Brown's spot. That's what I'm looking for. And Dante Pettis, right? Dante Pettis, I think Byron Pringle, Nikhil Harry are two people that should be fighting for his spots. I really wanted to see more Nikhil Harry out there. Only 21 snaps. Not a lot out there but eq and dante they know the playbook they know where to be and that's the reason why they're getting snaps right now so harry claypool go over to fields's house right go over to justin's house and go through the playbook <laughs> learn that sucker back and forth forwards and backs because we need these wide receivers out there because what we're seeing is when we have good players that's all fields needs right he needs the good players because he's going to be going crazy and he just needs someone to bring down the ball. But it, last little bit, this isn't even one of my takeaways. I just get excited thinking about this offense in the future. Right now, we are laying the foundation for next year, right? At the beginning of the year, it felt like we would have to throw everything away and just start fresh. Now, I feel like you can say, put on the tape, see what this offense is about. And let's see, right? Let's see what we can do. But, ladies and gents, we got to go over to the defensive side of the ball. <laughs> to the defensive side of the ball. We already have some people out here. Bam, bam, bam. Uh, bam, bam, Sam is saying off topic, but Jalen Johnson got burnt, got toasted. That's why my number seven takeaway, going over to the defensive side, we stink. <laughs> it's as simple as that. Now, I'm not going to be so hard on our defense, right? This defense, this offense was one of the top offenses in the league, right? One of the top offenses in the league, top passing offenses. And they only had 300 yards. So you could take that away as a good uh, takeaway. But if you watch the game, you realize that they kept on driving on us and we only stopped them twice, right? I think that's what would... But that's the hardest part, and I think a big reason why the overall we stink. For for one, Kendall Vildor wasn't out there. Now, Kendall Vildor is not a world leader, right? He's not this amazing player. So I think that even though that he's not amazing, even though that Vildor is not amazing, he wasn't out there. So you have Jalen Jones, who we or Jones, who we know is not a great player, and I think that's what made it a little bit more difficult. But yet again. We're still a good second half team. We allowed 21 points in the first half. Now 
14 later on. Keep in mind, too, seven of those points were because of our special teams. Block punt, they were able to return it. Overall, that stinks, but that did happen. Wasn't the defense that played, right? But, and Richard Long said it, defense played well enough to win. They kind of did. Like, even though they didn't play great, we still could have won the game. Special teams (laughs) blunders it towards the end. You you got to expect more out of the defense, but they played well enough. Yet again, very good offense that we're playing. And this defense, I feel this defense right now. When I think about the Bears defense, it's they're going to play how, however good the other team is, right? I don't think that this defense anymore is going to like shut down a great team. They're just going to play what the offense gives them. If it's a good offense, the offense is going to do good. If the offense is bad, the defense is going to do good and make them look bad, right? I think that's kind of what we're seeing out of this defense, but still great second half, bad uh, first half is kind of the, the main thing to see. So David Cobbins out here. Alan Williams defensive scheme sucks. Yeah, it's not looking pretty for us. Uh, very well put. Um, but let's go to my eighth takeaway. And you better freaking believe that Jack Sanborn, the star, the greatest linebacker of all time, the gloat is the starter. And I was so happy when I saw this because we said this in the preview We wanted to see at least what does he look like as the starter, right? What does he, how does he play out there? Don't put AJ Klein out there. Put the young person, see what he can do. Now, I'm not out here going to say that Jack Sanborn is is amazing. Um, And actually, I will say that he's amazing, but joking, partially joking. But I will say Sanborn did play well. If you look at the the rushing yards, we only allowed 3.3 yards average against this team 77 yards overall honestly that's not that bad right i thought it was pretty good i thought that it was a solid performance by the run defense um and that's actually my ninth takeaway but i do believe that sanborn was a good part of that sanborn did very well and uh, not very very well but sanborn played well i saw in one of them he goes past his lineman that was trying to block him makes a big play that's something that we really did not see too much with Roquan Smith. I mean, he still played well, but I think that honestly, I like Sanborn in that middle of the defense. Doesn't give you much from a pass coverage perspective, but why not, right? Why not just give him the ability to go out there? Yes, he gave up a catch to Tyreek Hill, but I will say I was impressed as heck when he made that tackle. Shoestring, punches the legs, and here's the fastest person in the league going against probably a slow per one of the slowest linebackers in the league, but was able to play well. Um, so yeah. And also I like what Bam Bam Sam said out here. Let's just do an 11 man blitz, right? Honestly, I, I want to see more blitzes out there from this team. They seem to work and you saw it on third down. Alan Williams dials up a blitz, sends it, gets into his face. Cause I heard some people from Miami saying, if you just get into his face, that rattles him. You get bad throws. That's what they did. Overthrows Jalen Waddle. Love to see it. I just think that it's very, maybe they felt like it was too risky because of just the pure speed that they had out there. So yeah, Roquan, very good blitzer. But um, yeah, we got to see a little 
bit more blitzes out there for sure. Um, also, I like Bam Bam Sam what he said. D- Bears defense, let's hide. Like it. <laughs> so let's let's go to my ninth takeaway. We we're already kind of talking about this with the run defense. The run defense was better, like we said. Uh, maybe it's because they didn't want to commit to it fully. But when Jeff Wilson was out there, Jeff Wilson ended up playing well. I don't know what it is about the Bears. Like we said, maybe it's a game planning thing. But one running back always seems to do bad, and then the other running back seems to do great. Raheem Mostert, 2.9 yards average. Jeff Wilson, 5.7 yards average. So Bears did well. We were I was very nervous about Raheem Mostert with his speed, but we played very well. Uh, stuffing the run at least. But overall, didn't allow too many yards, which is kind of crazy to say. We actually almost outgained them. But one thing, though, that kind of frustrates me, we still don't get any sacks. I just want to see more plays out there. So please, let's just try and get a little bit more pressure on the quarterback. But I will say one thing, my last takeaway on this defense, is there's not a lot of great takeaways. Justin Jones, I thought he played decent. and. That's not saying much. I just want to see someone from the interior do something, right? Armand Watts is usually good for one play at in the first quarter, in the first drive, and that's what we got to see, right? But now, I think that Justin Jones, Justin Jones played a little bit better. So we should see. <laughs> we should see what the Bears end up doing. But yeah, Justin Jones, decent play out there. Richard Long, Williams needs a buy remake. Very interesting point. I... I think that, yeah, he probably needs some of that time. It seems like he's a guy that needs time to just see where everything's at. I think it's also difficult, too, when you come in expecting a lot of these players and then no Mac, no Quinn, no Roquan. But still, what gets me a little bit more excited is I feel you can buy a defense with Deron Payne is going to be out there. There's still a good handful of linebackers that will be available. Maybe you bring in a corner just to kind of, you know, Kindle Vildor might not be that guy. Uh, we'll see what they end up thinking, but I think that you can add a lot of people. Um, yeah, lots of stuff about the Claypool catch out in the comments. And let me see what else we got. We got Laz, the the cover who defense was pathetic for, <laughs> for three quarters. I love that. The cover who defense. Great. Great by Laz right there. Yeah, they stepped up in the fourth for sure. Um, something on D. Yeah, that's a good that's a good point by Richard Long. We could do some stunts in the preseason. They didn't work that well, but honestly, they just need to do something like I'm all for stunting right now just because even though it didn't work in the preseason, this has been nine weeks. Let's try it. Right. Why not? The Dallas Cowboys do it. Also, Sean Desai did it a lot last year to generate a lot of the pressure as well. I remember hearing like technically people aren't beating their guys with Sean Desai's defense, people were winning because they were stunting and they were good at the stunts. And that was then turning into some more, more, more tackles and more sacks out there as well. So we'll see what the bears end up doing. Lots of good stuff out here. Yeah. Need two linebackers, two D linemen. I agree with that as well. Lots of, lots of good players that we need, but guys, we've gone through the offense and we have gone through the defense. So just want to touch base a little special teams review. Uh, we already know the block. Don't want to bring that up. <laughs> We've already talked about it. They blocked the, the, the punt. 
we've mentioned this on the show a little bit too, that Trenton Gill does take a little bit longer to really get his punts out. A lot of people have gone really close to him and eventually it was good. He was going to get blocked. And unfortunately it was this week and which caused the bears not to be able to win this game. But I want to just give a shout out to Khalil Herbert, 30 yards on his one kick return looked pretty good out there. And Dante Pettis returning the punts. This is where Valus calling Valus Jones. We need you on the kicks and punts. Dante Pettis ain't it. He'll get the punt. He'll kind of return it a little bit, but he's not going to do anything crazy, right? We need to see what uh, Don. We need to see what Valus can do because we need that speed. We need that next level type of stuff out there. Um, but yeah, last said too. Yeah, Herbert completely with that block. You saw that. That's that's where like this is the reason why the Bears kept uh, David Montgomery because you saw on that on that pump block. Herbert just completely whoop, missed that block. <laughs> and yeah, normally that's Justin Fields back there getting smacked when Herbert's ma- trying to make that block. But yet again, this week too, going back to special teams, Cairo Santos still perfect on the year. Gotta love that. Gotta love just the consistency. So, ladies and gents, the Bears drop down to three and six. Like we said, right now projected to get a top 10 draft pick. Now, that's nice, but I was watching the Rams, the Buccaneers game. Those teams are bad, right? This Bears team is better than that. This Bears team is better than the Lions, better than the Packers, better than a lot of these teams in the NFC, and we aren't even trying to win, right? (laughs) We're not trying to win yet, but we look good. This offense is feeling good. To me, we're going against the Lions. Can we take advantage of this Lions team? right? Can we do this? Offense has been doing well. Offense should be able to play great against the Lions. It's the defense, right? What can the defense do? Remember, when we got these play, when we got these coaches from the the Colts, there was a lot of pushback from some of the Colts fans saying this defense, good play callers, good offenses can pick this defense apart. I want to see what happens with the Lions. Lions, not a great scheme, so to speak. Are they going to be able to pick us apart, right? Because maybe we have a bounce back game with this defense because now we're going against Jared Goff. We're going against not (laughs) Mike McDaniel. We're not going against these great, fantastic play callers. That's something I'm going to be looking out for next week. But everyone, thank you all so much for watching, tuning in again to another episode of the unbearable sports show make sure to like make sure to subscribe even if you're just watching the show rate us five stars out on spotify apple Podcasts, wherever you get your shows just search for unbearable sports and with that unbearable sports podcast we're out Yeah, she's got some nice long hair and you notice she's a bad chick. 
Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere. And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.